When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more on Pitching Podcast from Pitchels.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 8th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Jesus Azard at 170 and runs one hit, one walk, and six Ks yesterday. It feels like, oh, this is it, right? This is Jesus Azard from April. I am a little concerned. Curveball usage was not over 35%. It was down to just 21% curveballs. And I just not really the CSW1, just 5% on that curveball. One for 21. Uh, not what you want to see whatsoever. We're from one for 20, I should say. Uh, only 15% four seamers when we want to see that over sinkers and only 95.5 miles per hour on that pitch. It all gives me a little bit of a concern. Uh, I do think that Luzardo, um, is is fine to hold on to. I'm not saying you shouldn't pick him up or you should drop him or something. He gets Atlanta next, and I feel like that's a trap after this start. Everyone's going to feel really good about it, and then all of a sudden they see the Luzardo against uh, the Atlanta Braves, who are really good against Southpaws, are going to maybe run with him considering the velocity is not there and everything is not the Luzardo we know from this year. It's actually more of the Luzardo from last year, so be careful here. Tristan McKenzie went 80 innings, zero and runs, two hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts against the Astros. You'll love to see it. Curveball was really good. The slider was not. Um, the fastball was doing well up in the zone. That's good. But uh, it's still a little volatile for McKenzie for me. I-, I feel that he's not quite complete yet, and I don't know when we're going to get that. And he gets the Jays next, and it still feels like that same cherry bomb nature of high risk, high reward. I don't know what we're going to see here. I think he kind of start McKenzie, but I, I I still feel so weird about him because I feel like he is just the cherry bomb, um, and hopefully he can develop some consistency with uh, locations in the future. Uh, Matt Manning returned, and seven innings, zero runs, four hits, three walks, and seven Ks against the Rays. I mean, it looks like it's amazing, right? No, I really don't like it. Lower velocity on the fastball. Slider is not a 48% CSW pitch. It just isn't. I I watched it. It's not. I'm not re- jumping back in at Matt Manning. I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin Gaussman against the Twins did really well. Six innings, zero runs, six at zero walks in five Ks. You love to see that, especially the whip being one, especially against the Twins. Good four-seamer command. If he had those splitters a little bit lower under the zone as opposed to in the zone and at the bottom, I think you'll see more than five Ks and 13 whiffs, but we will absolutely take this. Zach Davies did well against Rocky Road, but he did not get a single CSW. Zero for 14 on his changeup, and yeah, that's not that's not it. Uh, Drew Rasmussen was limited only three innings because he wanted to give him some rest, and that's on the raise. It's nothing about injury or anything. It's not an indication moving forward. They just wanted to give him rest here, which is so unfortunate because it was against the Tigers, and he only threw 33 pitches. Like, let him go one more inning or two. Oh, man, it is so rough. Tyler Anderson went against the Padres. Seven innings, zero runs, two hits, one walk, and three strikeouts. He, the, the magic of Tyler Anderson continues. This is what gets the Padres. They're better against lefties and now have Juan Soto and Josh Bell. And it's kind of weird because the changeup wasn't as good as we have seen. He had moments, but it wasn't really the overwhelming pitch that we've seen. Um, just keep it going. I mean, Jesus. I mean, him, Michaelis, and uh, Merrill Kelly, and Martin Perez. Like, What a shock. 
Uh, you Darvish, um, on the other side of that, six innings, two earned runs, seven hits, zero walks, and five Ks. We'll take it. Uh, I know it's a loss, but uh, Darvish honestly performs well regardless of opponent, so we're cool with that. Uh, Christian Javier against Guardians, essentially did what he was supposed to do. Uh, lots of strikes with the breaker, 67% between the uh, slider and curveball, which is really nice. The four seam was a little bit lower than usual, and that's why you only saw four Ks as opposed to, say, eight or nine. Um, but good stuff here. Six innings, one earned run against the Guardians. Aaron Nola ace is going to ace it well against Natty Light. The changeup isn't quite as good as we want it to be, but whatever. Uh, Corbin Burns against Cincinnati. Ace is going to ace. Everything's cool. Brad Keller against the Red Sox. I mean, it's he's a cherry bomb, and somehow he made this work. One or run in six. I, I oof, Whatever. Um, Graham Ashcraft against the Brewers. He It feels like this is Drew Rasmus if he throws 100 pitches. 5.2 innings, one and run four. It's two walks and three Ks. Um, it, it's cutter slider with a lower emphasis on sinkers now. I remember last time it was one third for each of them. Now the sinker is about like 15% usage. The fact that Ashcraft is changing things every start and none of them really feel like this overwhelming outing is an indication to me of how Ashcraft is not something you want to trust because I don't think he quite knows what works best for him. Uh, Bryce Wilson somehow did really well against the Orioles. Congrats. That's it. Lucas Giolito against the Rangers. Five innings, one and run, but six is three walks and five Ks. Velocity was a little bit down, 92.5 as opposed to like 93 and above. And the change in slider failed each of them to get 20% plus CSW. Lots of misses in this one. He's not in the groove, and it's really, really annoying. And I know this is a dusty donut because he got a win. He got the one and run. Five strikeouts, fine. Bad whip. Gilito is not the guy that he used to be, and it's just so frustrating to watch. Uh, Logan Webb against Oakland, seven innings pitched through and runs. I mean, he just did what he was supposed to do. It wasn't so incredible, but yeah, Logan Webb, good stuff. Now you get the Pirates. Jacob DeCrum is so stupid. 25 whiffs, 43% CSW. 18 whiffs on 18 swings. On his slider. Literally, they tried 18 times in a row to hit his slider and they missed. And then there was two more swings that were foul balls. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Yeah, he's going to be number one today. Uh, Chris Archer against the Jays. Five innings turned runs for its zero walks, four cases. This was the ceiling against the Jays. Five innings. That's all you're ever going to see from Chris Archer and the fact that he survived it. Good job. I don't want to go for that. Adrian Martinez against the Giants. I kind of like his changeup, but I don't really like his slider or sinker. Uh, he gets the Astros next, so at the very least, like, ignore it for now. But hey, I'm, I'm watching Adrian Martinez. He might get some opportunities for the Athletics. Maybe there's more in that sinker and slider that can um, allow the changeup to really thrive against some good matchups on the stretch, as he's about 90, about 70 pitches, I should say, right now. Adrian Samson went against the Marlins. Got to give you a poor quality start. Sure, that's fine. He has a chance to do that every time. Uh, against weak opponents. This was a weak opponent. I'm glad it worked out. But then again, that's a 4.5 ERA for the rest of us, so I don't really know. Uh, Jose Herrera, you don't want to do that. Marco Gonzalez did eh, against the Angels. Uh, a very poor quality start and with seven strikeouts. That's six innings, three and runs, eight hits, one walk, and, four, and one... Uh, sorry, eight hits and one walk. Um, whatever. It's okay. Just keep going against... You know, he's a Toby. I don't really know what else to say at this point. Spencer Watkins was disappointing against the Pirates. He's allowed four and runs and got a loss. So it goes. Uh, Spencer Strider went uh, 2.2 innings, four and runs, three hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. The Mets really worked him in this one. Uh, and I think Spencer Strider actually did all right. Lots of strikes in this. Wasn't quite as precise with the fastball up, but still, I think he did a decent job. 
and the Mets are just a really good offense. And this is how they are a good offense. It's not necessarily about the runs on the board, but just the at bats were really tough. Um, the first one of the game, even three two uh, single uh, off of Strider, as uh, a good indication of the entire game. Cutter Crawford went against the Royals. Yeah, uh, five innings, five and runs. Uh, I don't think he necessarily did so badly. Like he did a good job with his cutter arm side, but there isn't really much to him. And against weak opponents, generally he's okay. But this wasn't good against the Royals, I and mean, he still has this floor. And now I guess the Yankees, so like you don't need to go after Cutter Crawford, Spencer Howard, absolutely not. Uh, Adam Wainwright went against the Yankees. All right, so he had a bad game. Start him against the Brewers next. Tucker Davidson, unfortunately, is not panning out in that Angels rotation yet. Five walks and one strikeout here, six earned runs. But maybe over time, as the Angels don't really have anything else to lose here by keeping uh, Davidson inside the rotation, so we'll see. Corey Abbott for the Nationals, you don't want to touch. And Frankie Montes, three innings, six earned runs, five hits with three walks, two Ks. He hadn't pitched for eight days. Maybe there's some jitters of the first debut. Uh, it's a tough week for the Yankees. Uh, Jordan Montgomery destroys them. Uh, Luis Castillo doesn't, you know, does well. Uh, all the other guys do well. Tyler Malley does well. And Frankie Montes gets destroyed. So it goes. He gets the Red Sox next. I think I'm going to start him there. I think getting into normal rhythm will do him well. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's starters. Uh, today we have a very short um, list of guys. Chris Bassett, Zach Gallon, and Blake Snell are all in the top tier. Cole Irvin is the only one in the second tier. If you can stream him, I would do that against the Angels. Uh, Logan Gilbert, Keegan Thompson, Jose Suarez, Jameson Tyone, and Yusei Kikuchi are in that second tier. I moved up Keegan Thompson. I normally do not do this, um, where I change my rank from yesterday to today. I'm doing it for Keegan Thompson. He goes against Nadia Light, but the wind is blowing dramatically in, and that can do wonders for a pitcher. So it goes from a do not start. It was very questionable to me. It was, it was like, fine, you know, I don't really like the volatility of Keegan Thompson. To now, I'm like, all right, because the bottom of questionable, Jose Suarez, who's the stream pick of the day against the Athletics, James and Tyno and Yusei Kikuchi were all very close to do not start anyway. So I said, you know what? I'll rather take the chance on Keegan Thompson and push them up to six. Logan Gilbert is a questionable one. We know the ceiling, but the Yankees are really tough. And then the do not start tier, you have Alex Wood, Jordan Lyles, Annabelle Sanchez, Tyler Beatty, and Justin Dunn. Wood gets the Padres. Maybe I'm being too rough on that one, and he deserves also to be in the questionable start after the uh, after the rough weekend. Um, but then you have Jordan Lyles, Annabelle Sanchez, Tyler Beatty uh, going, which you just don't want to do. And then Justin Dunn against the Mets. And I'm so curious what that happens, how that works out for Justin Dunn. Uh, but I... Yeah, you do not start with that first one. I'm uh, looking forward to tomorrow, and keep in mind tomorrow we're going to be looking at Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, but you don't have anyone for tomorrow, so I'm going to talk about it right now. Shoei Otani, Zach Wheeler, uh, Shane Bieber, Joe Musker, Brandon Woodruff, Alec Manoa, and Garrett Cole. All clear starts. I know Garrett Cole didn't do well last time, but whatever, you do it. Uh, <laughs> probable starts here. You have Carlos Carrasco, Marcus Stroman against weak opponents. You start them. Lance Lynn, hopefully he can keep the momentum from his last start and go against the Royals here. You have Julio Urias, Charlie Morin, Luis Castillo, Martin Perez, all against tough opponents. I think you start all of them because they've just generally been really good for you. you it's a, it's a good to take the risk for the reward. And then you have Jose Arquiti going against the Rangers. A little bit tougher than Carrasco and Strowman, but still worth your while. Nick Westmore starts here. You have Braxton Garrett against the Phils. The slider's really good, but this is the toughest opponent he's seen for a bit. We don't really know how that's going to go. James Caprillion is the... Uh, the stream pick of the day, Jimmy had against the Angels, seems right. Uh, 
Miles Michaelis, Alex Cobb each have really tough opponents with Coors and the Padres. I'm favoring Cobb more than Alex Wood because I really liked Cobb against the, the Dodgers. A really nice splitter, and hopefully that's still there against the Padres. Um, while Brady Singer is also at the bottom of this tier because it's a 50-50. Uh, and, you know, he didn't do well last time against the White Sox, but then again, it was the weather. We don't really know. The Do Not Start tier is massive. Lots of really bad names. And it's generally why I think in August you have this peak around like let's say like last week and then it starts to fall off as we get into September because there are a lot of really just bad starters now going for teams and then a lot of the good ones are now picked up and you just have this real big separation of quality and and uh you know stars and scrubs kind of thing happening where guys getting picked up or not or there are more guys on the IL or move for the year and so on and so forth so in the do not start tier Joe Ryan does not have his breaking ball, and now he gets the Dodgers, and I just don't want to do that. Ryan Yarbrough could be good. He likely will have an opener, so that means he'll be surviving into the fifth, most likely. But it's probably four to five innings, and I just don't want to do it against the Brewers. And everyone else, Rich Hill, Paolo Espino, Tyler Alexander, Kyle Bradish, either have bad opponents, and they're not that good anyway, or they're just not good enough whatsoever. You don't want to touch any of this. Looking forward to today's The List. Um, this is what we do on Mondays. I give you guys a quick preview. So I'm just going to look at last week's rankings and give you an understanding of uh, who's going to move where. Jacob deGrom is going to be number one. Uh, otherwise, I'm not really going to touch tier one, save for Garrett Cole going to the bottom of it and Justin Verlander being above uh, Garrett Cole there. Uh, tier two, I think I'm going to keep all of this. Kershaw is on the IL. So keep in mind, you're going to see a negative one or so plus one for everybody. Um, but otherwise, I mean, tier two is the same. Am I moving anyone from tier three into tier two? I don't really think so. I need to remove the ace is going to ace from Pablo Lopez and Tony Gonsolin, I think. At least Pablo Lopez. Uh, move him down a good amount um, into tier four. I Let's see. Remove John Gray. Frankie Matas goes down a bit. Uh, Julio Urias is gonna, has his ace is going to ace tag and he's going to be in tier three. Um, Luis Castillo, we'll see how he performs against the Yankees. Um, but that's about it there. In Tier 5, anyone moving up massively? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know. I, I don't really think there's much to change in Tier 5, honestly. In Tier 6, you're not really going to see much. I think you're going to see Mike Clevenger go down a bit. Tarek Skubal is on the IL. Jose Barrios should go down a bit. Same with Andrew Heaney because of the limited pitch usage. Um, while tier seven, Reed Detmers goes up, Tyler Malley goes up, um, into tier six. But I don't think the other ones change. Jesus Lazardo, Ashby, Lodolo stay here. Lucas Giolito, I guess, kind of goes into tier six. It should be about Barrios, for example. Um, but that's it there. In tier eight, I might move up Merrill Kelly into that tier seven. Same with Marcus Stroman and Jose Arquiti. Uh, Jerome Montgomery kind of stays, uh, maybe actually goes up too because of the trade to the Cardinals. Uh, it does seem like the Cardinals defense is just going to help them. They have a really nice schedule the rest of the way. Um, I'm not really going to talk too much about schedule quite yet, just so you guys know. Tier 9, I mean, I want to pull down Michael Kopech there as well. Uh, tier 9 of uh, Wood, Braxton, Garrett, Josiah Gray, Brady Singer, Hunter Green. Brady Singer is going to go down, but not much really changes here. Tier 11, I think George Kirby's sticking around more than I expected, so he goes up. Cole Irvin will go up a little bit. Uh, but not much is changing there. In tier 12, uh, yeah, you're not really seeing too much move. Maybe, maybe Jimmy Hack goes up a little bit, James Caprillion. Um, but not much else here getting moved up. I mean, it's, it's, 
it seems like it's dramatic, but really it's just like one thing here and there uh, of guys changing. I'm just going to double check the injured guys to see if anyone's coming back and where they would slide in. Lance McCullers is expected to come back, and he'll probably go in the Lodolo Ashby tier. I think that seems reasonable. So that's around tier seven. Uh, you have anyone else coming back soon? I know Dustin may where he's like, he'll probably be in that same thing there, but also Dodger will affect him. So keep that in mind um, with him. Edward Cabrera is going to be in that tier six, tier seven of Ludolo and Ashby and company. I'm excited for that. I want to see more of him. And is there anyone else in the pitchers I considered tier that should be going into the list? Oh boy, Patrick Corbin. Why? Oh man. <laughs> He is not the last one out. He is absolutely out. Um, uh, I don't really see anyone that is jumping off the page right now. But David Peterson, unfortunately, is not making more starts. Domingo Herman deserves to be on the list. He'll probably be in the one, like the second to last tier, something like that. Um, but I think that's going to do it for today uh, of this edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Make sure to be back at 1 p.m. for the live stream of the list. But that's it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits below and your strikeouts high.